0: Hi, this is Eli Nelson, and this is the My City Church podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. It is our prayer that this message will awaken you to come alive in the things of Christ. Enjoy the message. And, and as, a, as a church, like, let's just always have just an honor and reverence the presence of, of the Lord, and that's why I encourage you guys, like, when, when God's moving, like, don't don't just miss what God's doing and and be thinking about just things you got to do, or, or uh, uh, frankly, I understand some people aren't used to church, and they have different environments and upbringings with the church, and this might be a little unusual, uh, what we do here at this church, but we really do honor the presence of the Lord, and so we're not quick to move on when God's moving. We're not quick to just go on to the next thing, but at the, and at the same time, like, you as an individual have a part to play within that. There's an atmosphere of faith uh, that you can receive and you can also impart into other people because of your pursuit after God. So that's why it's important, like, when we're worshiping together that you put some of the distractions aside. Sometimes it's okay to throw that phone on do not disturb and, and, and maybe put some of the distractions of, of things that you may feel grab your attention. Other people, other lights, other things, uh, this dude's wearing a hockey shirt. <laughs> like, put your attention on Jesus. Like, that's all we're here to do is we're here to point you towards Jesus. And I believe that we have done that so far. And so as we read the word today, we're going to go into Matthew uh, chapter 16. If you have your Bible, let me see it. I'm going to ask if you did find a seat, that you, if you are able, that you would stand up in honor of the reading of the word of God today. And then you'll be seated here shortly. Uh, Matthew chapter 16. We're starting a, a, a series called This Is We. And if you're new to the church or maybe this is your first Sunday, you picked the, the perfect time to start coming to my city because we're going to be laying some foundations, some core values of who we are as a church. And we're excited to be able to share that with you today. And over the next eight weeks, we're going to be sharing on each core value. We have eight of them that who God has called us to be and who we are in the city of Omaha. I love all the different churches around the city. All of them have a different expression of who God is and who God is doing through them. I know that there's a people that God has called my city to reach. And in order for us to reach the people God has called us to reach, we got to be the people that God has called us to be. So you're going to be able to hear over the next weeks who we are as a church. And so we're excited to dive into this series and we're gonna start it off with Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. It says, Then Jesus said to his disciple, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. Whoever, whoever means whoever, anyone, every all four corners of this city, this region, whoever wants to be a disciple must deny themselves. Luke 9 says, deny themselves, pick up their cross daily and follow Him. In order to follow Him, you have to leave something behind. You have to leave something behind. God is not your, your, your backpack that you throw on and you just go and do your life. You give all of your life over to Him. Follow Him. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. That's a promise. You can take that to the bank. What, what God, what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet for their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come. He's coming back in His Father's glory with His angels. And then He will. Then He will reward each person according to what they have done. Not what they have said, but what they have done. Not what they have thought, but the actions in their life. In order to follow Him, you have to pick up your cross daily to follow Him. And so I'm excited to share with you our first core value here at My City Church is Jesus is our daily pursuit. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today. God, that it ministers to our soul, is breath to our lungs, God. So right now we pray that you would speak to us, strengthen us in your mighty name. God, we thank you that your word does not return void, but it goes and accomplishes the purpose for which it was sent. God, I thank you for every individual that is here under the sound of my voice. God, we pray that you would impart to them the power and the presence of your Holy Spirit that strengthens them in their time of need. Right now, God, we thank you for our church. We pray that you'd bless them, God, and strengthen them. Right now, church, Lord, we're ready for you. So, church, would you open up your hands and say these words after me? Say, Lord, speak to me. I'm listening in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Come on, you can be seated. Would you put your hands together for the word of God today? Come on. It is going to be a great day. It already is a great day in the house of God. We're gonna we're gonna hit on this. Jesus is a our daily pursuit. Let me ask you, what do you pursue daily? What do you pursue daily? Many of us pursue different types of things, different types of meals, different types of agendas, different types of shows. Uh, All of us pursue the restroom for the most part. Every one of us pursue the bed. Every single day we pursue something. But you need to take note today that pursuit doesn't just happen. Pursuit is a choice to make daily. You have to choose to pursue something. It doesn't just happen. And you also have to choose to pursue Jesus on a daily. Jesus is our daily pursuit. The Bible says, our Father who is in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily pursuit. Bread, And when Jesus is saying that prayer, he's not saying daily bread as in food. He's not talking about Taco Bell. He's not talking about Olive Garden, getting some unlimited breadsticks. He's saying, give us this day our daily bread. Jesus refers to himself as the bread of life. John 6, 35 says, Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never grow hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Jesus is not giving the next diet plan. He's not saying like, hey, this is the new keto or Atkins it. No, he is talking about something spiritual. He says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never grow hungry. we got the world searching for a lot of things in all the wrong places, never getting filled because what we get filled with was never meant to satisfy. We only get satisfied in his presence. We only get satisfied from the one thing that truly brings fulfillment, that is Jesus Christ. He is the bread of life. He says, come to me, and you'll never be hungry again. Come to me, and you'll never be thirsty again. I don't know about you, but my life, I've been hungry for the wrong things at many different times in my life, and I've only actually truly found fulfillment. I've only truly found life and life more abundantly. That in the presence of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? He is my daily Bread, pursuing his presence is actually pursuing a power outside of us to give us strength, even in our weaknesses. The Bible talks about how lo- those that wait upon the Lord, he will renew their strength. It says, even the youth will grow weak and weary. Now, I'm wearing repping times too right up here. We got Wednesday night, double in a day is going to happen this Wednesday. And as excited as our youth is about that, the Bible says, even they will grow weak and weary. So, of course, we would expect a person that's a little bit well further on in age that, oh, yeah, they're going to get weary. But, but a youth, a youthful person is going to get weary. He says, even youth will go weary. But those who wait upon the Lord will, will renew their strength. They'll soar high on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Now, waiting upon the Lord so that you can renew your strength doesn't mean passive Waiting upon the Lord doesn't mean, okay, Lord, I'm waiting on you. No, it's waiting as in like service, as in like I'm at your every beck and need. I am right here before you, seeking you. Waiting on the Lord is seeking God. It's not sitting on uh, on your back foot, but it's actually active. It's engaged. He says you'll soar high on wings like eagles, run and not grow weary, walk and not faint. What are all three of those things have in common? They have motion. They have motion. We are in a dangerous place when we encounter God and then we stand still. You may not feel like you're on wings like eagles. You may not feel like you're, you're running. But what I would encourage you with today is at least take a step in pursuing Jesus. Take a step in pursuing the Lord. What we do is when we pursue his presence is pursuing a power outside of us that gives strength in our weakness. Power over depression, power over anxiety, power over shame, power over grief, power over sickness, power over disease. Come on, can I get an amen in here today? Do you believe that there is a power that is outside of us? It's an encounter with the presence of God wherever you are. Now, it's not necessarily pursuing his presence isn't necessarily encountering something, but it's encountering someone. We've all been around someone for the most part that we've loved so dearly. And it's actually given us like butterflies. And you're like, babe, I would do anything. And I would do anything for love. And I would do anything to be around that person again. I don't know where that came from. But I would do anything when I encounter the presence of God. Can I tell you that there's actually a supernatural power that comes over you. I'm not talking in figurative sense. I'm not talking in something that's been made up. I'm not talking about something that was an agenda. Hey, how can we sell more things? Let's tell people there's a fake power. No, there's actually a real power. It's called the power of the Holy Spirit. There's actually a real power. There's a power of the Holy Spirit. There's also the power of the devil. So how much more do we as the body of believers need to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit? We cannot be ignorant to that. When you encounter the presence of God, can I tell you, you can encounter him wherever you are. You can encounter him in a lion's den to give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. You can encounter him in a prison that when you're singing praises, you'll see chains not just fall off of you, but those around you. You can encounter him in your car on your way to a business meeting that you don't know if it's going to go good or you don't know if it's going to go poorly. You can encounter him at home when chaos is surrounding you. You can encounter the presence of God and you can say, Jesus, I need you here Right now. Encountering God isn't like filling up your gas tank until it gets empty again. It's not about coming to church, getting filled up so that next week I can get to E on Saturday night and I can get filled up again. No, it is a daily encounter with the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a daily encounter with God. God wants to be in your life. Can I tell you the gateway to encountering his presence? Write this down today. I didn't say it in first service, so so you're getting some... The, the, the key to encountering his presence is repentance. So this is what happens. When, when we start to pursue God, the Holy Spirit will remind us of things that we've done wrong. And that's good. Because the Bible's saying, hey, I'm wanting to draw you closer. But I can't draw you closer until you've laid that at my feet. I have to wash your feet on a daily basis. If I don't wash your feet, you have no part in me. So let the Lord wash your feet. Come to him with a repentant heart. When the Holy Spirit brings stuff in your life, you're always quick to repentance. You're quick to saying, Lord, I laid that at your feet. God, I did that wrong. God, if I need to make that right, if I yelled at that person or I had a bad heart towards that person, I'm going to leave my sacrifice of praise and I'm going to go make it right with them because I want to be right with you. The gateway to his presence is repentance. All right, so continuing on. Psalm eighteen twenty-eight talks about you, Lord, keep my lamp burning. The Bible refers to the Holy Spirit as the anointing of the Holy Spirit. There's a level of oil that is referred to as the Holy Spirit. How does a lamp continue to burn? Well, it has to have oil inside of it. If oil is not inside of it, the wick cannot absorb the oil. Therefore, the oil does not burn, but the wick burns. And if you've ever felt burnt out, it's probably because you do not have the oil, the anointing, the presence of God in your life. I don't know about you, but I can go through a whole lot of stuff. If I know that God is with me and right by my side, I can get through to the other side. When I have the Holy Spirit inside me, I can get through any kind of confrontation, any type of difficulty because I know that God will never leave me or forsake me. I'm not guaranteeing the result to be good on your end. But I know that God will work all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. When I decide to invite him in the middle of it, not based off of my outcome, but knowing that he's with me even through the valley of the shadow of death. I know that he's with me even in the difficulty. I know my lamp will not burn out because he keeps my lamp burning. He says, my God turns my darkness into light. No matter how dark your life is, I can tell you that there is a hope. His name is Jesus Christ. That we can find a hope and a light even in our darkest of days. I know because I found it. I found it. I found it in my darkest of nights. When I was going to end my life, I found it. I didn't necessarily find it as much as he found me. He showed up right in my darkest of nights. Praise God. With your help, I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. I love this because he's talking about like the power and the presence of God. It's like a manly term. He's like, with my God, I can advance against a troop. I can be like, this is Sparta to a thousand different enemies because my God is with me. I can scale over a wall because I have this strength that is incomprehensible to the standard person. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's greater than he that is in me, than he that is in the world. It's a power that we all have access to on a daily basis. Jesus is my daily pursuit. As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in him. He shields Every single arrow that flies by day or the pestilence that stalks at night. There's something powerful about being in God's presence. It shields you. And you're exposed when you're not in his presence. You're exposed to all the calamity and and, and proclivities that this world offers because we are not in his presence. He shields all who take refuge in him. For who is God besides the Lord? Amen. And who is the rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He causes me to stand on the heights. Amen. Can I get an amen in here today? Amen. See, if you don't have the presence of God, what I found is your oil will run out. It will run out. we got to have a daily encounter with the Holy Spirit a daily encounter we ask and we are not ashamed to ask for the Holy Spirit all the time we should be asking for the presence of God we should be stewarding the presence of God in our lives if we want to have strength we got to ask for the Holy Spirit we got to value the Holy Spirit now as a church we don't only just ask for the Holy Spirit we don't only just value the Holy Spirit can I tell you we actually bring the Holy Spirit because it's not about just coming to church and be like all right we value you Lord we, we ask for you, Lord, but then we leave him here. No, we actually take him with us because God is with you wherever you go. It's the power of the Holy Spirit into your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Can I tell you, you are actually called to bring the Holy Spirit into this house. And if you're lacking some of the Holy Spirit, if you're lacking some of the power and the presence of God, if you're lacking some faith, you can borrow some of mine today. I don't always have it perfect, but I can tell you that I choose, even when I don't have it perfect. I have days where I'm like, man, I just like to sit in my own stuff. And I'm like, man, I just have my own pity party. My wife knows me more than anyone. She knows. I have my days. I have my moments. But eventually I choose to get back up and say, I'm going to call on the name of the Lord again. And if you need to borrow some faith, I try my best to come in here every single Sunday. Faith filled, filled up. I want to be able to pour out today. So if you ever need to borrow any, you can always come and and borrow some of mine. But I also want to encourage you to carry that heart. I'm going to come into church, not with an effort just to receive, but also to give. I'm going to bring the Holy Spirit. Why? Because I am a conduit of the power of God. The Bible says you receive from hearing. Yes, but you also receive through the laying on of hands. Can I tell you that you are called to be a conduit of the power of God? That's why I went around. I had people raise their hands for healing and asking, hey, who needs healing? Who needs something set free in in this place? And I commissioned the church to go and lay hands. Because it's not just the pastor who has the power of the Holy Spirit. It's you. And I don't know if you understand that fully because I think there would have been a lot more amens if I said that it's you. Like the power of the living God has chosen to be inside of you. Like, some of us, what we do is we look at the Holy Spirit as, well, he's just like a dove. You know, he's just, he's just so gentle. And, and we think, like, we use verses like, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Like, he's some soft, um, I, don't, I don't know, some derogatory term towards the Holy Spirit. It's like, the Holy Spirit isn't soft. He's the power of God. Yeah, he's referred to as a dove, but he's also as a fire, a consuming fire, A rushing wind. He's the third person of the Trinity, not because he is less in value. It's God the Father, Jesus the Son, and then God the Holy Spirit. It's not because he's less in value. It's just because he's the last one that God gave. It's God himself dwelling inside of you. It's the power of the Holy Spirit, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. It's the power that God has bestowed inside of me and you how do I get more of the Holy Spirit? You don't get more of the Holy Spirit. You have all of the Holy Spirit. You don't get parts of God, but God does not force himself upon you. Can I tell you, you actually yield to more of the Holy Spirit. You actually surrender less of me, more of you. Deny Himself. Pick up his cross and follow me. You want more of God? Hate to break it to you. That's one of the hardest things to get because it requires giving away of yourself. Anyone that's been married knows marriage is the, the, the idea of just dying to yourself. All these people go on the altar to get married and they're so excited. And if you're doing a ceremony, you don't realize they're choosing to die to themselves. Everyone's celebrating the idea of them dying to themselves. That's why it's called an altar. Because you're laying down your life to be altered by the power of the Holy Spirit. There is a level of surrendering yourself to get more of the presence. you got to desire more of the presence. Be like a kid on Christmas morning. We always want more presence. You always want more presence. But there comes a point in your life where as a child you love to receive presence, but as a parent you actually love to give presence. Every parent knows what I'm talking about. I don't really, li- I like to receive stuff, but you know what I love more. I'm not saying I don't like to receive stuff. I like gifts. and <laughs> I like gifts, but I love seeing my kids open their gifts. There's just a level of maturity that God wants to take you from to something else. It is good to receive, but it's also good to give. Better to give than receive. Do you see it? Like the entirety of scripture talks about this. Let God take you from one that is just receiving but the one that is a conduit, stewarding and giving back. Psalm 16 verse 7 says, I will praise the Lord who counsels me even at my right, even at night my heart instructs me. He's not talking about his heart as in like his worldly heart. This is how the Holy Spirit speaks to you through your inner being. The Holy Spirit strengthens you through your inner being. So it's gonna feel like your heart. This is the Holy Spirit instructing him. He says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. I keep means it's a choice. Always means it's daily. I make a choice daily to pursue Jesus. We make a choice here at my city church daily to pursue Jesus. It's who we are. We daily pursue the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad. Not sad, but glad. And my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure my heart is glad that's the inside that's my soul is actually rejoicing my tongue i'm no longer complaining but i'm actually declaring the lord's goodness and guess what now my body comes into alignment and i'm no longer tired in my body but i'm alive in my body because the moment that i get filled with the power of the holy spirit there is a joy in the presence of the lord he says because you won't abandon my abandon me to the realm of the dead nor will you let your faithful ones see decay You make known to me the path of life. Jesus says, he is the bread of life. He says, you will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Psalm 23 says, my cup overflows. I'm not just going off of what I have left, but I'm actually overflowing You are called to live an overflowing life. It's available to you. When you have Jesus as your daily pursuit, you have a cup that overflows. God, I love a church with a cup that overflows. We need the presence of God in our lives. It's in us, and get this, it goes through us. It keeps coming as long as there are vessels that are willing to be filled. His presences are fueled like a well-oiled machine it's an oil that keeps us running and keeps us from getting rusted out and keeps us from getting bitter and keeps us from carrying unforgiveness and harboring resentment it's the holy spirit that continues as a good counselor is you know what a good counselor does they say so how did that make you feel like the holy spirit will sit down with you and if you yield to him he'll help unravel all the different intricacies of your life that are frankly holding you back from god's best So, we're always wanting more of the Holy Spirit. Jesus being at the center of everything we do. It's not that we put Jesus first and then then we go off and we do our own life and, like, Jesus, I put you first this week. Now I'm going to go off and do what I want. No, it's actually everything revolves around Jesus. Like in my work, in my marriage, in my family, at my home, in my church, everything I do revolves around Jesus. He's the center of everything that I do. He is pursuit. Pursuing Him is a lifestyle. It's not an activity. It's not a box that you check. It's a lifestyle. He goes in us and through us everywhere that we go. And how we access that is through a prayer life with him. Every single Tuesday we pray together as a church. Men, every single Tuesday, 6.30, HQ, we're there praying. Women, every Friday, 6.30, HQ, we're praying. We're going to continue to keep praying every single week because what that does is it invites the Holy Spirit into our lives, into our church. And I don't care if you're not praying for the church, I guess what? you got people that are praying for you in Jesus' mighty name. Every single Tuesday, every single Friday, we are fostering a prayer life in this church. We're going to continue to call on the name of the Lord. Why? Because we can't just do a weekly thing. We gotta stay in him every single day of the week. Jesus is our daily pursuit. He is our daily pursuit because we gotta remain in him if we want to produce good fruit. That should rhyme. We should write that down. <laughs> Jesus is our daily pursuit. We gotta remain in him if you want to produce good fruit. First John 2:27 says: As for you, the anointing you receive, that's the power of the Holy Spirit, from him, God the Father, remains in you. And you do not need anyone to teach you. He's not talking about not having teachers or not having fathers. He's talking about these false preachers that were in that time. He says, you don't need people to teach you all this new stuff. You have the Holy Spirit. That's what you need. You need the Holy Spirit. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit. He's not talking about a figment of your imagination. He says it's real, not counterfeit. Just as it was, has taught you, remain in him. And now, dear children, continue in him so that when he appears, he, we may be confident and unashamed before his coming. Sounds like Matthew 16 when he says he's going to be coming back to reward those according to what they have done. He says we are called to continue in him, to remain in him, continue in him, a daily pursuit. John fifteen four says, these are the names, words of Jesus, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. To remain in the Lord is the daily pursuit. We don't ever arrive with seeking God. It's not about churchianity. It's not about putting on a show and having the best systems. All that stuff is good. All that stuff is important. But if it's not built on the foundation of the power and the presence of God, it's void. There's no point. We could have all the great systems and Reef could build the best songs and the best silence in the entire world. But if we're not encountering the presence of God and this church is not being built off an encounter with the power and the presence of God, I don't want to do it. Because I've seen that as being lasting. Systems will come and go. Styles and presentations will come and go. But the power of the Holy Spirit will remain. So we're going to remain in Him. We're building this church off an encounter in the presence of the Lord. Now it's not just all about touchy feeling. Well, I just want to be more and more and more happy. No, eventually you have to actually do something. Like, be a light to the world. Like, actually love your spouse. Well, I love Jesus. Yeah, and he says, if you don't love your wife, says, the Lord, won't even listen to your prayers. Don't deny the faith and not be a doer of the word and only a hearer, no. Like, a true encounter with the presence of God, you know how you know if you've really been in the presence of God? What you do after. Because what about, some of us, this is what we'll do is, Man, I encountered God. No, you were going out for a feeling for yourself. Just to try to feel better about yourself. And all that stuff's good. But I would question if it was really an impartation of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit causes you to repent and causes you to love people differently. It's a pursuing God, not just for God, what God could give you, yes, but because he's Lord. And he's a good father. He will give good gifts to his children. He will give his presence. The Bible says he causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. He gives his presence to people. How you steward that is up to you. Does it affect your actions? Does it affect your life? God, let it be found about my city church that when we leave this place, we are actually a light to the world. Not going around and shining a light on all the darkness, but being a light in the darkness. God, help us to represent you best. The best way we can represent Jesus is by pursuing him daily. Because as you're around him daily, you get to know him. Not just about him. It's the difference about knowing about Michael Jordan. He's six foot six. He's a Chicago Bulls. You know, you did all these great things. It's about knowing about Michael Jordan versus actually knowing him. See, a lot of people know a lot about God. But what I found is the more we know about God and we don't ever apply it to our life, it causes us to be mean, cold, and bitter. But when I've walked with Jesus, when I've talked with Jesus, when I've been with Jesus, it actually affects how I love people. So I'm going around, I'm smiling today at church, and people are like, man, you just seem up. And and I remember saying to one of our uh, uh, board members at the church, and I just looked at him, I said, I just really love our church. I really love the people of our church. I love every single person that I see. Some I see once a month, some I see once every other week, some I see every single Sunday. And I love the people Of our church and I think that's the Holy Spirit I don't think that's something that you can conjure up and I think people can sift through that fakeness I think people can determine well that person's not I don't care about what other people think I just know when I have encountered God I have a love for people that I can't really explain to remain in him so this is our saying this is our value this is who we are Jesus is our daily pursuit The presence of God is our source of life. He sustains us, flows in us, and through us. He guides our lives and actions. We don't only ask for the presence of God, we bring it. We come, baby. We're bringing it into every corner of this city speaking prophetically as a church, every single corner of this city will have the presence of God in every single school, every single venue, every single part of this city, every single business will encounter the presence of God because the people of God decided to bring the presence of God wherever they go. But get this, you can't bring it, you can't give it if you don't have it. A lot of us are trying to give other things to certain people and as a parent in here, You can give money to your kids when you pass away, and you can give them all the fame in the world. Some of you say, Well, I don't have money or fame or influence or anything really to pass on. You do have one thing, and it's actually the most important thing your relationship with the Lord. Because I've been talking to Jesus, and I pray that my kids do also. And if they're gonna get anything from me, I pray more than money, more than influence more than anything else that they get my relationship with the Lord and I pray also that they would get yours as well but you cannot give what you don't have worship leaders in here I said this first service you cannot give what you don't have you cannot bring what you don't carry Paul said it, th- or Peter and John said it this way, it was mainly Peter. He said, Gold and silver I do not have, but what I do have I give you. It was an awareness of what he carried, of what he stewarded, the power of the Holy Spirit. He knew that was most important. I carry this, therefore I can give it. You can't carry something unless you've established it in your life, unless you've caught it. You want to bring it, you got to catch it, you got to be around it in your car. Long nights, on a walk, praying, pursuing Jesus is who we are. I'll have you stand to your feet. and continue to pursue Jesus every single day as a church. We will pursue him. We are pursuing him. Now, I'll close with this, this idea of pursuing Jesus. You've got to be able to know what to look for. And it looks different for every single person. I try to give some examples, but to be honest, it is different because all y'all are different. And the other day, Kelly was sharing a story. This was a while ago. She was sharing a story of, of one of our girls. She was walking up, uh, and just making this noise. And Kelly, I don't. She she was taking care of the kids. Maybe I think doing school, with the kids, and she just kept making this noise. And Eva kind of just looked at her and she goes, "What are you trying to do? Are you like, are you like being a bee?" Or something, she goes, No, mom. Well, if you know Kelly, Kelly never has her phone on ring. Trust me, she never has her phone on ring. I don't know. <laughs> she has it on vibrate. She doesn't like the intrusion of, I don't know, there's all sorts of different reasons. But it occurred to her that, it's like, No, no, no. She, the little girl went to, 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 my, to Kelly and she's like, Mom, I'm calling you. Bzz, 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 and she looks at her and she goes, No, 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 no. When you call me, you don't go bzz, bzz, You go ring, 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 ring. But knowing the context of what our kids grow up in, they understand a call as a bzz, bzz, bzz. Winston understands a call. Just the other day, we were watching the Colorado TCU games, and he started just singing randomly. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. And I go, bro, what are, you, what are you singing? He's like, I'm not singing. I saw him with the little thing in his hand. He goes, Papa, I'm calling you. Like, buddy, no, it's, it's ring, 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 but that's his context. Ling, ding, 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 because that's my ringtone. Kelly's is bzz, bzz, bzz. And what I'm afraid of is that we might miss God's call because we don't know what it sounds like. And we're expecting a ring, 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 and God's doing a bzz, bzz, bzz. Bible says he stands at the door and knocks. What does that sound like? Everyone knows what it's not. But God pulls on your heart on a daily basis. I'm afraid if we don't know what it sounds like, we're going to miss it. But what if you knew what to listen for? We are a church where we have Jesus as our daily pursuit. But I also want you to know that you are also Jesus' daily pursuit. Since you were a little child, he's been calling your name. He's been calling for you. He's been knocking on your heart, and it's not too late to turn to Him. Revelations three twenty says, "Here I am, I stand at the door and knock." Bzz, bzz, bzz. You can feel it. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person, and they with me, because He's the bread of life. And I tell you, Jesus will not compete with your schedule, but He will knock. He will. Bzz, bzz. He'll keep calling on you. And for a lot of you in here today, he's calling on you right now. And this is how you respond initially to him. You respond by giving him over your life and saying, Lord, I hear you knocking. I hear you calling my name. I'm gonna give my life over to you. And in just a moment, we're gonna do that. I'm gonna ask people to lift up their hands on the count of three because I wanna know whose heart the Lord is knocking on today that is saying, come home. Daughter, son, come home. God's pulling on you. You can feel the Holy Spirit pulling on your heart right now. So with every head bowed in this place, and you're saying, Pastor Eli, that's me. I need to give my life over to the Lord. I've never given my life over to him, or maybe I've walked away for a while, and I want to come back, and I want to give my life and surrender my life over to him today. If that's you, and you can feel the Holy Spirit pulling on your heart to raise your hand, I'm going to ask that you lift up your hand on the count of three, because I want to know who I'm praying with today. And I want to pray with you. And this whole room is going to go crazy and pray with you as well uh, as we're going to support you in this decision that you're making to give your life over to the Lord. You can hear the Lord knocking. It's time for you to pick up the phone. Open the door. So if that's you and you're saying, Pastor Eli, that's me. Would you lift up your hand on the count of three? One, two, three. Shoot up Shoot up Thanks for listening to our podcast. If this message encouraged you, help us get the word out. Consider sharing it with a friend, rating, or subscribing. If you want to know more about our church, check out our website at mycitychurch.cc or our Instagram at mycitycentral. We look forward to sharing another encouraging word with you next week. God bless.